Welcome back to another exciting week in the Web3 universe. I'm your host, The Mayor, and you're listening to the best NFT media-nominated NFT and Chill podcast, the show that discusses interesting topics with artists, creators, and thought leaders from the Web3 space. On this week's episode, I'll be talking with the creator of Cyber Cosmos World, and we'll be talking about her journey and some of the challenges she faced when she first got into the space. So sit back and chill while we explore the exciting world of NFTs together. Who I have with me is a friend of mine I've met in the space. She is a creator of a project called Cyber Cosmos World. She has an interesting journey into Web3, so I thought I'd bring her on so she can tell her story. And Kita, you want to give yourself an introduction? Hey, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Hello, everyone. My name is Ankita. I am the founder of Cyber Cosmos World, and we're on a mission to increase the representation of women in tech. Excellent. Yeah, I'm happy to have you. This should be an interesting story for the listeners to hear. How did you get started into Web3? Yeah, sure. So I'm going to share my story first. So I'm originally from India and I'm based in New Zealand. I came here to study business. After studying business, I wanted to explore tech as a career. And when I was looking for jobs, I couldn't find any jobs in tech only because I didn't come from that background. At the start of 2020, when I wanted to start my business, I wanted to create a business around cybersecurity. I was made fun of. I was said awful things that, hey, you can't create a tech startup without coming from a tech background, which I took on heart and I took it really, really personally. And I said, oh, no, that doesn't sound right. So today I'm also the founder of a cybersecurity company that's based here in Hamilton, New Zealand. I'm really passionate about bringing women into STEM. It's because of the struggles and the challenges that I've faced in my personal life. The support and the resources that I needed when I was starting my journey wasn't there. I think last year, around August, I was introduced to NFTs. One of the local projects, they donated 50000 to a charity that really inspired me. And I was like, wow, I want to create something like that. I want to do something for women. I want to you know, create a platform where they can find help and resources. So that was my why of starting. Cyber Cosmos. Yeah, I love that. I had the founder of Surge Women on here a couple weeks ago, bringing awareness to the space and, you know, women and people from all walks of life is very important because in order for this space to grow and to be the Web3 that we all want it to be, I think it needs to be very welcoming to everybody. Everybody should have a place to create and be a part of everything that's going on. I think that makes the space better as a whole. I'm, you know, excited to have you here. I think what you are doing is extremely important. So when I reached out to you, you know, I, I knew you were the head of a cybersecurity firm. You don't have the cybersecurity background. And I thought that was extremely interesting. Um, so I was actually working for a company here who used to destroy people's and government organizations' confidential information. And just one day, I just got curious, you know, what happens if this data gets into the wrong hands of people? What if they misuse it? Because I was so curious, I started my research and I found out that a lot of businesses and individuals and startups don't know about cybersecurity. That was a very, very interesting day for me. That was the reason why I wanted to create something like that because I know that, especially in New Zealand, I wanted to help that sector. I wanted to help individuals with basic cybersecurity awareness. That's how I started. Like That was the idea. 
Yeah, I think that's incredible. And, you know, there's a lot of security concerns and safety concerns with cryptocurrency, NFTs. Do you think you'd be able to transition into helping the people in this space as well? Or is that not in your scope at the moment? No, 100%. We actually, in our Discord, we have launched a channel called Learning Hub. We also do NFT security. My team, they allocate some of the hours uh, in Discord so they could do education around security, whether it's Web 2 or Web 3. We really see ourselves transitioning from Web 2 to Web 3. You know, in Base Fish Mafia, we're constantly preaching to be safe. It's like $100 for a ledger or a Tezor wallet, some hardware wallet. It's growing each day that getting something like that and being more secure is essential in this space. We receive phishing emails pretty much every day. We can tell that it's a phishing email. But if it's going to a normal person, they would never be able to tell because they look so legitimate. The hackers are getting better and better, changing their game. So, yeah, we have to up our game as well. I think just being mindful, um, making sure that you are not following hype and FOMO and, and all that stuff, because there's always going to be more opportunities down the road. You know, there's constantly new projects coming out. I think the most of the time people end up getting scammed because they move too quickly in the space. They're too excited. They have a fear of missing out. So they don't double check their links. They don't ask the right questions. You know, if something doesn't feel right, you should always ask. Always double check your links. Make sure you're getting the links from the source. Those are just important things. And I think it's incredible that your team takes time out their day to you know, help educate because education is extremely important in this space. And being willing to be available to help people is vital. Yeah, I mean, part of my project's vision is to bring more people into the space. And we can't do that if, you know, they don't feel comfortable. And I think for me, the, the first step is to make sure they don't fall into a scam, making sure that they're doing everything right. And if they don't understand, it's going to lose their confidence in this space. So we're making sure that that doesn't happen. When did you get into the NFT space? Uh, it was August last year when I created the project. Could you touch on some of the challenges you had finding the team? Reaching out, like all my networking was locally, and I thought that I would get the support here in New Zealand. But honestly, that was the mistake because a lot of people still don't know. Most of the people treat NFTs like it's a scam. They would say, hey, how are you going to raise funds selling JPEGs? And it's still there. I think I spent like one and a half months just reaching out to people here in New Zealand because I own a startup here. Um, and if, like a simple Google search would show my image of how popular I am, at least in New Zealand. So I thought if I would reach out, I've gained that credibility that people would trust me. It wasn't there. But for me, I was like, my credibility would be enough to gain you know, people's support. But if you don't understand what NFTs are, then you're not going to support a project. I was really disappointed when I started my business, the same thing happened. When I look for support, it's not there. But someone suggested, oh, you should be on Twitter. Yeah, since then I've been doing spaces and putting content out there on, on Twitter. Yeah, uh, Twitter is definitely the place to be with NFTs, at least in the meantime. Twitter spaces are a big thing in developing a network and building relationships in the community, which, you know, is very important. You, there's so many opportunities happening in this space. People are transitioning into Web3 full time, which is incredible to see. The amount of opportunity that comes from, you know, a new space like this, it's vast. And if you put the time in and, you know, you're willing to do the work, you can create something pretty cool for yourself if this is what yeah. you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. 
When you mentioned there's a bit of a disconnect, even if you are a trusted person in your field or on your social media community that, you know, NFTs are very new. Like you said, it's a JPEG. We were speaking in a space, the graveyard shift that's every Saturday. I got the question, how would you pitch NFTs to somebody who has, you know, no idea what they are? The way we went about it is to not mention NFT or non-fungible token, because, you know, those words scare people. Take a look at this piece of artwork or this cool image. And if you buy this image, then you can get the IP rights to it. And you own that image. Most projects do this anyway. You own that image outright. You can do what you want with it. You can create advertising for your business. You can create a business logo. Like I use mine in this podcast right here. And the coolest part about it is if you have art, you know, physical art, it stays in your house. You know, you have to bring people to you with an NFT your art goes with you everywhere you go on vacation to work on an airplane you can literally take out your art and show people wherever you are that's pretty cool and i think if you're trying to talk to somebody who has absolutely no idea what nfts are i think that was a pretty cool way to go about it i think it's they've heard a lot of uh, negativity around uh, nfts it's about the scams and and the people who've been doing you know wrong stuff in the space like rug fools because someone just mentioned i think few days ago people are just doing this for money this is a ponzi scheme and and whatnot so i think for a country like ours it's going to take some time for people to accept that it's going to happen you know, there is a lot of negativity and there's a lot of bias out there. When when people report on something or when there's news about something, typically it's it's because it's, there's something negative yeah. going on. <laughs> the amount of applications that NFTs can have. Like right now, yeah, there's a lot of art going on and a lot of PFP stuff, which will always have a place because people have been collecting things since the beginning of time. I mean, trading baseball cards and and whatever for so there's always going to be a place for the collectibles but just last month i think somebody sold some real estate as an nft there's more and more applications coming up every day i think businesses just have to figure out how to apply nfts more mainstream once that happens i think more and more people will come into the space and want to learn about the space once they see that there are other things that can be done with nfts For people who think it's a JPEG, it's not just a JPEG. I mean, it gives you access to so many things. Just in my case, I mean, in our project, we're giving people the access to our edtech platform, which will teach you about cybersecurity on a very basic level. And if you're interested in having a career, we will also provide you with clear roadmaps. For me, that's amazing. If I want a coach, if I want a mentor, and I want to learn more about cybersecurity, I can just buy in CyberWarrior. So it's, it's not just JPEG. It gives you access to so many things. Yeah, 100%. The word is utility or a perk or what have Mm -hmm. you that comes with the NFT, the JPEG. You get access. You get access to communities, to projects, to what those projects have going on. And that'll grow as the space grows. The music industry will have access to artists or their events or concerts. The applications are endless. And I think we're kind of in a little bit of a halting period right now while we're waiting for the growth to pick back up with Coinbase, hopefully around the corner. They'll bring people in. Facebook and Instagram's integrations will bring even more. Education is extremely important in the future of NFTs and Web3. 
Yeah, 100%. I'm actually collaborating with some of the women projects and onboard women and what's crypto, what's Web3. How do you transition from Web2 to Web3? For me, it sounds easy because I know I've done this myself, but for most people, it's not easy. So I'm really happy that, you know, people are out there doing this, giving back to the community. So that's a great segue right there. Women in Web3. I had an episode a couple of weeks ago with Serge, and I'm happy to have you on. We can talk more in depth about the challenges women face coming into Web3, you know, just to show women that there are a lot of women in this space doing incredible things, you know, speaking in spaces, having their voice heard, and community members, collectors, and traders, females are stepping up and they're having their voice heard in communities. And I think that is incredible. The more women that come in and speak up in a community, in a Twitter space, the better. What that does is that shows other women who are just, you know, listening in a Discord or a Twitter space that they can come up too. What would be some of the challenges you faced when you first got into the space as a woman? Oh my God, so many challenges. Acceptance, it was really hard. If I would, you know, join a space, I would see a lot of male representation in the space and I wouldn't feel comfortable talking about what I'm doing for, I think, two months and two and a half months. I couldn't connect with any other female-led projects and I could not speak about my vision, what I'm doing and how I'm able to do this because I'm not saying, you know, it's not hard for men when they're creating projects, but for females, it's very difficult. When I started, I reached out to some projects because for me I I don't care I just reach out if I need help I just I just knock on the door and say hey I need help and I realized that it's different for us we don't get the support as same as males and we don't get appreciated what we're doing although we have the great project great art we have great utilities but for some reason we don't get the same you know recognition that we deserve that was very very challenging and uh, but I didn't give up like I kept speaking in spaces until I found few females that were you know creating something like us and they wanted to give back to the community in of course different ways and that's how been connecting with people and then I started my own spaces which is shining spotlight on women-led projects because there are so many women-led projects out there honestly doing great things but they just don't get the support and resources they need even in web3 my mother always says you've got a very thick skin but I always say to her like most people are not born with thick skin and I don't think you should be but if you're starting out and you don't get the support, you get discouraged very easily. And I don't want that to happen. But since then, it's been incredible. You know, I've been reaching out to so many people. We did a collaboration with Women Tribe. So I've, I've kind of collaborated with all the good projects from not getting the support to getting the support from everyone. <laughs> Yeah, it has definitely changed quite a bit since the summer. It still has, you know, a way to go. The fact that women like you are out there making sure your voice is heard and getting up and speaking is such a huge help. If other women see you doing it, then that helps them feel like they can too. And I think that's incredible. In my case, I am not just a woman, but I'm a brown woman. And I don't see a lot of representation of brown women in this space. We are a minority, and I know that in my business as well, right? I'm an advocate for, hey, you can do anything if you put your minds to it. I do a lot of public speaking here in New Zealand, and I do that because I know when someone sees a person like themselves doing this, they can relate to it, and they say, ah, if she can do it, I can do it as well. So it's the same for me in the Web3. Like, I put myself out there, I talk to people, I share my challenges, I share my story, I share my experiences. And I share that, hey, it's going to be hard when you start out. If you keep on doing it, you become comfortable doing it. 
100%. That's exactly what this space needs is people getting up and just joining in in discussions. Like you said, that helps people who are similar think that they can do it that as well. And they can. Now that we've been in since the summer, I think people are more welcoming. And there's a lot of women organizations that have sprung up over, I'd say, the past couple of months that are doing a lot of work similar to yourself, trying to educate women, bring women into the space, onboarding, and just creating a future for women in Web3, NFTs, cryptocurrency. I think that is you know, truly incredible. Yeah, I'm really happy that that's happening and more, more women are joining the space. Definitely. And the diversity, like you said, we, we need people from, you know, all over the globe, all races, all countries. If this is going to be mainstream, like people think it is going to be from the ground floor, like where we're at, we're very early. The more diverse we are, the better the space grows as a whole. Yeah, 100%. So you just recently dropped your project this week, is that correct? Yeah, we're minting live. <laughs> <laughs> You're minting it as we speak, huh? What was the biggest challenge, would you say, to creating the minting process? Every time we drop a mojo, so it would get sold within an hour or two max. And that was fabulous. But it was taking a lot of time of our artists to do the, the art and he wasn't able to do, you know, spaces and stuff. So because the launch was coming very, very close. And because of that great response, we launched our project 31st of March. So I think today is day two. It's a difficult time right now, the way cryptocurrency has been trading, the amount of projects that have come out, and the kind of the slowdown of new people coming in. But that will change. For sure. I think I see it as I'm really, really pumped. I'm really excited. It's a, it's a project really emotionally connected to, and I'm 100% invested in this. And I say this all the time. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So we're not going to see results in overnight. It's going to take time. There's still a lot of people that still need to enter this space. So we are still early on and I know this is going to change and I'm not worried about this. And community is very, very supportive. I love that. My my team is really supportive. Everyone's struggling. It's not just our project. So it's just a matter of time when, you know, we are here doing this project for a cause. We would not change anything just because, you know, we're not getting sold out. It is a marathon. It's not a sprint. People are constantly coming in every day. The mindset you have, I think, is the mindset that every creator or founder should have right now. What would you say to a new person who is looking to have a career in Web3? I would say do your research. Talk to a lot of people, not just your friends, not just few projects, but go into spaces, listen what's happening and, you know, join a project. In my own community, when we started, we had a lot of volunteers. They joined us really fresh. They didn't know a thing about NFTs. And today, you know, some of them are moderating us and some of them are, you know, doing articles. I didn't know a thing about NFTs before I started my project. The skills that I brought in this space was leadership. You know, I'm good at organization. I'm good at project management. So all those skills really matter in this space. Web3 is just like Web2, but it's not like Web2. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's similar, but different. Similar, but different. <laughs> Wonderful advice. Just interacting with people on Twitter, speaking in Twitter spaces, joining a community 
buying an NFT, joining that project's community, creating relationships is huge in this space. If you're out there putting in the time and the work and you have an idea of what you want to do, the sky's the limit. Any person can get into Web3 NFTs and if they have a plan or an idea, they can, you know, they can make it happen. It's very new. Everything is happening as we speak. I'll share an example. We, the oldest person in our community is 67 years old and she's super awesome. And the youngest we have is 13 year old. So anyone can be part of this. Yeah, best way you can put it. I just want to thank you and Keita for coming on. This was a huge pleasure. I've known you for quite some time. I've seen you building your project and your journey on Twitter and social media. I think it's great that you came on the show. Explained your journey and, and some insights into you know what you're doing in Web3. Oh, thank you. And I also wanted to give you a huge shout out because we also have a support of so many great people like yourself. And we won't be here without our male allies. So thank you so much for giving back to us and uplifting women in this space. Thank you so much. Appreciate that as well. Diversity is extremely important. People who care about the space and what's going on, decentralization and all that should be doing the same. Where can the listeners find you? Our website is www.cybercosmos.world. The Discord and other handles are on our website. Okay, cool. I'll put that in the description of the episode. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. That's it for the show. I want to thank my guest, Ankita, for coming on, letting us explore her journey together. She's doing a lot of great stuff in the space. Bringing new people in, creating welcoming space for all is very important in the future of Web3 and the NFT space. So go check her out. I'm the mayor, and you've been listening to the NFT and Chill podcast.